Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about a beautiful wedding between two beautiful people just fated to be together in their golden years. Brought to you by Amazon. Scan the QR code to shop. Nothing says true love quite like an Amazon wedding registry, which is why we've made one for the Love to See It podcast. And now you can shop all the products that we have chosen for our life together. It's so beautiful. We are tastemakers. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We are not raking in those Amazon big bucks, yet. unlike ABC, <laughs> yet. We're waiting. We're waiting, Amazon. I'll make a wedding registry. I'll marry Claire. It's fine. We'll do it for money. Uh, we'll do For money, for all the money. Um, <laughs> but we are here today in the new year to discuss the golden wedding between Gary Turner and Teresa Nist. We did spend two hours. Two hours of Amazon SpawnCon. <laughs> truly, truly <laughs> incredible. The lack of subtlety, just chef's kiss. It's incredible how, like, Amazon has bachelor couples, like, in such a chokehold. Like, every famous bachelor couple ends up doing some sort of, like, Amazon Live, or they're like, Amazon redid my living room. <laughs> and <laughs> Gary and Teresa just took it to another level. <laughs> Look, Amazon, Amazon can do it all, Claire. <laughs> Yes, Amazon can do it all. It can produce live wedding specials. We always say, like, let us produce The Bachelor. No, Amazon is going to produce The Bachelor. <laughs> you know what? That actually kind of feels right in the, like, <laughs> dystopian hellscape yeah. of a nation we live in. I'm like, that that would be where this heads. Yeah, not, not right, but correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course, this is happening. Yes. Let's get into the actual content of this wedding special, which was both lovely and 
too long. Yeah. When you said the actual content, I was like, was there actual content? (laughs) There was in the final (laughs) 40 minutes, Yeah. This was, how was this two hours long? I fully assumed it would be an hour long all month, just went about my business, da-da-da-da-da, I'm sure it'll be an hour long. And then I checked last night, and it was two hours. I was like, what are they going to be doing with the time? And it turns out, not much. Not a lot of substance, but they did need two hours of Amazon ads yeah, and a lot of chaotic golden carpet reporting yeah. from Kathy Swartz. I, I never have said this before, but this was a Bachelor show that could have been a People magazine spread. Like, it just <laughs> didn't need to be. And as someone who loves weddings, even, I didn't particularly feel the need to watch them get married. I'd be happy to see their pictures in Us Weekly and be like, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> but we were there. We were there when Kathy tried every single comic bit that she spitballed with producers in advance <laughs> and maybe some that she didn't. And they fill up two hours somehow. So let's get started. We open with a classic Golden Bachelor move, a cold open. It's Gary and Teresa sitting by an outdoor fireplace at night emotionally sharing their feelings. Gary uh, and Teresa are talking about how they've always spoken to each other about how hard it is to go home to an empty house. And Teresa says, this is the last night we'll do that. After this, we'll be going home to each other. And Gary weeps and he's like, I love you more than I ever thought possible. I couldn't have found a better partner. These two are such cornballs together. And you know what? I love that for them. They really are. They have that kind of like uninhibited, like all over each otherness that you only see i think in the very young and the and the, and the older contingent because yeah. they're like they lack the self-consciousness of like the 20 to to 40 something brigade <laughs> they're like that's such cares? a good point they're also like <laughs> fuck it like yeah let's do anything that we want and that that frankly is inspirational it's beautiful and then upbeat music it's now evening in california guests are filtering into la quinta resort and club in palm springs wow la quinta the history this resort <laughs> contains <laughs> The history of a La Quinta resort. (laughs) Jesse Palmer welcomes us and urges us to grab our tissues. It's going to be an emotional one. The camera pans around. We see that all of Teresa and Gary's closest friends are there. Kaylin, (laughs) Tasha, Joey, etc. You know, they're buds. They're pickleball (laughs) mates. They're best friends. (laughs) I was relieved to see that there were at least some people who definitely were their actual friends. Yeah. And Jesse has the the um, honesty and the integrity to not try to be like, his closest friends are here, like Kaylin. He's like, Bachelor Nation stars are here. And that's yeah. what you guys really Thank care you. about. And then later on, when you see crowd shots, it's hilarious how you'll see, like, on one side of the camera, a bunch of elderly couples who are clearly their actual friends. And then on the other side, it's like... Caitlin Bristow ogling the camera while stuffing an hors d'oeuvre in her mouth and like a plunging <laughs> neck satin dress. It's truly, truly incredible. Yeah, we. I kept just spotting more people. I think they they tried to get like every successful couple they still have, except it's for easier. Becca and except for Becca and Thomas, who seem to have been like excommunicated. Yeah, why? From I Bachelor don't understand. I don't know, and I hate it. 
Although I didn't see Ari either. Did Ari? Oh, true. And no, Ari, Ari and Lauren weren't there. <laughs> They're like, on second thought, let's memory hole everyone from that season, <laughs> that ill-fated season. But yeah, I have to say, as time goes on, it's getting easier to have all the successful couples there because it's it's Not been a rough, a rough go for Bachelor Nation couples, oh, as we'll get yes. into next week. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, everyone. People keep asking, when is our next news and gossip episode? It is coming next week. So you won't have to wait long. And that could easily be over two hours, and I will have no apology. (laughs) Jesse then reveals that his pregnant wife, Emily, could go into labor at any moment. And he tells her that he loves her and to please call him if there's any sign of movement so he can immediately leave. So... They're really trying to make this a thing. They're like, what if Jesse Palmer has a baby during this wedding? He does not have a baby during the wedding. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really only two hours. It's a two-hour window. She would be unlikely to specifically go into labor at this exact moment. <laughs> but uh, they're playing it up. His pinch hitters, of course, would be our golden carpet correspondents, Charity Lawson and Kathy Swartz of Zip It fame who are in, like, the black versions of a bridal gown and, like, mother of the bride gown. They're kind of sort of coordinated. They both have sort of faux sheer bodices. And Charity's is honestly one of my least favorite kinds of dress, which is, like, a boned corset with a satin skirt, like, wrapped around it. Like, she's got a towel wrapped around her waist. I hate this kind of dress. Yeah, they're, and they're everywhere. (sighs) She still looks beautiful, but I'm like, come on, do something better for Charity. They greet us. Kathy points out that she called Teresa's win in the house. And then she's like, who thought it would be a good idea to put a mic in my hand on live TV? And Charity says, not me. Kathy is so chaotic. And Charity (laughs) is such a, like, the consummate professional host that it is such a hilarious combination to me. Because Kathy is just, like, word vomiting (laughs) all over the place saying yeah. things that could veer into, like, very uncomfortable territory. And Charity is just, like, trying to play off her, but being, like, very calm, trying to ask the appropriate questions. It's, yeah. I, I enjoyed the dynamic. Charity is, like, the straight man. Kathy yeah. is the the gonzo one. I mean, it Chaos reminded me agent. a little bit of, like, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen doing uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve on CNN. Or, honestly, uh, Kathy being Don Lemon, getting really drunk and piercing his ear on live TV, RIP to that portion of New Year's Eve coverage. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Kathy really goes hard. And you can see that she... It's interesting how she, like, clearly has enough media training to be able to host a live TV special and kind of hit her marks and fill the gaps when no one's sure what to say. And yet at the same time, the seams are really showing where you're like, she's not really a professional host. Like, she doesn't quite, she can't quite keep up with it. But that's part of what I, makes it fun to that's watch. That's kind of part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that, that part of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good decision. Ellen is also on the red carpet wearing the earrings that Gary gave her on their date. What a flex. Like, you might I have mean, the man. Girl, I have these earrings. Good for her. I'm so glad that Ellen got, like, a material yeah. prize from being on this show. She deserved that. By the end of this season, I think I would rather have the earrings than Gary. Um, same. Although, fortunately, Teresa does not feel the same way. Then we get some... We start getting some sort of pre-taped content. So we see a very staged, like, holiday dinner with Gary and Teresa and their families together. Gary is wearing a sweater with tinsel and bells on it, like a 
It looks like something you would order on Amazon, actually, to go to an ugly sweater party. Yes. 100%. (laughs) Teresa even makes a comment. She's like, if I had rolled up in the limo and you were wearing this, I don't know if we'd be here right now. Yeah. Well, that's what Bridget Jones thought. And then things ended up working (laughs) out. My eyes honestly glazed over a little bit during this segment. But well, I'm very happy they, for they them. Won't, they won't stop glazing over <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah, it's just like, oh, good. The families get along. They're playing a game involving solo cups and large marshmallows. It's cute. That is confusing. And Gary asks Teresa's grandsons for their blessing. And one of them is like, um, we're just like children, which is I loved that. one of the best moments of the, of the special. Gary's daughters teach Teresa to make cinnamon balls like their mom used to, which is very emotional mm. for everyone. I was like, maybe Gary should learn how to make cinnamon balls like his late wife used to. Oh, such a good point. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> like why is that, that Teresa that he job? that he was like not involved. It's like, well, this has to be passed on to Teresa. And he just like wanders over and he's like, mmm, smells like the holidays. <laughs> like, mmm. It is a very sweet moment, though, between yeah. his his daughters and Teresa and Teresa's daughter. You know, yeah. I think you noted just the the mix of, like, grief and joy in yeah. some of these rituals. Yeah, I love that they made space for the, the daughters, Gary's daughters, to talk about how they wish their mom were still there making these holiday um, treats for them and how it should be her who's still there with them and... At the same time, they're also happy to see their father happy again, and they love Teresa and kind of them trying to process that mixture of emotions is honest in a way that I really like. I feel like there is a tendency to want to, like, hallmarkify it and be like, all Mm -hmm. I've thought about since my mom died is my dad finding love again. And, like, who's my mom? She's not real. We never even cast her as an actress because she died before (laughs) this movie started. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love that they, like, show some of the real like texture that this has for the kids. Yeah, I agree. And you also just continue to get a sense, which is what I think we read during the show, which is just like this shared experience between Gary and Teresa is one of the big things that bonds them together. And there's like a shared language and ease there when talking about their late partners that like is there's no discomfort because they both have that experience and that language and both of their families do. And so I would imagine that might make it easier to kind of process some of these things because you know that everyone else is also kind of in that space with you. Yeah. And then things get weird. <laughs> we go from this very like genuine like, seeming honest, honest beautiful moment, moment. <laughs> to the most disturbing moment of SpawnCon I can ever recall on a TV show because of the way that it's presented as if it's just Teresa and her daughter casually having a conversation. And then there's a moment where it becomes jarringly clear that this was scripted to be an ad without any warning. It is so stilted, too. Teresa's like, oh, yeah, my registry. And her daughter, Jen, says, oh, Did you guys make a wedding registry? And Teresa says, yes, on Amazon wedding registries. And Jen responds with a very normal human comment, which is, I'm a huge Amazon fan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
Who's a what? fan of Amazon? Like, if you actually are a fan of Amazon, <laughs> I'm concerned. Like, there, what is there to be a fan? We, we use Amazon because it's very hard not to use Amazon. Right. Amazon right? is ubiquitous. It's, yeah. It's everywhere. It's very convenient. Yeah. It delivers faster. It has most things. But <laughs> it's also kind of like just a scam factory like full of <laughs> off brands you don't recognize and lots of them are fake or don't work and like and probably involve slave labor right and like what is there to really be a fan of so obviously this is just a whole scripted conversation it's abundantly clear neither of them are very good actors <laughs> but it's no, presented as if it's part of like not even a scripted piece of content like a scripted TV show. It's like, this is just a mom and her daughter having a casual conversation <laughs> in real life. It was giving me very strong Truman Show vibes. Yes. Yeah, it's like you think you think that real life is happening and really advertising is happening. Ex- exactly. It's like <laughs> really giving me like Truman's wife, like, like pouring some milk and then turning directly to the camera and saying... <laughs> I love Trader Joe's almond milk. <laughs> it is more delicious with every sip. Like, <laughs> Right. I'm like, just, we understand that advertising exists, but it feels so creepy. And like, do they think they're fooling anyone? Well, that that's the thing. Like, I actually, like, I think we all have accepted that they're going to produce a big wedding special. There's going to be sponsors. Like, of, yeah. of course, we we accept that. This is TV. And we it's work fine. in the media. We understand. Yeah. We, have, we have ads. We, we have understand ads. how that works. It's fine. Yes, that's totally fine. The weird thing is, like, living in this odd space that pretends that the audience doesn't understand it. And that's what makes it feel super dystopian to me. Right. It's like we're all just sort of mindlessly receiving this and like, oh, she really loves Amazon wedding registries. When you could She's just make an ad. <laughs> She's you a could fan. just say, yeah, this this wedding wedding registry bought brought to you by Amazon. And then you could continue to have whatever QR code and be like, Gary and Teresa curated some products they love on Amazon. That's yeah. fine. You don't need to have her daughter being like, wow, mom. You made an Amazon wedding registry. I love Amazon. I have a poster of Jeff Bezos on my wall. <laughs> it's and then they go on like to have an even weirder conversation somehow where Gary and Teresa are like, remember how we had milkshakes on our first date? For example, we could register for a milkshake maker on Amazon because of that. And I'm like, I guess you could. You could. But it <laughs> why and also like that doesn't convince me in any way that i should use amazon wedding registries it just feels like they're coming up with like random footholds to keep talking about amazon and yet it's all deeply scripted i i i am scrolling through their amazon registry right now oh the coffee maker from smeg that i own is on there (laughs) Great choice. They're very... Well, this is the other thing. I'm like, are Gary and Teresa tastemakers in some way? Do I want to... Because then what happens is that an ad comes up a little later that literally with a filter, like a visual filter, like 
hazy filter clips this scene and then is like, Amazon wedding registries, shop for Gary and Teresa's picks with this QR code. And I'm like, do I want Gary and Teresa's picks? Like, I have no uh, to sense be honest, of them these are, as people with taste, to be honest. These are very basic picks, and I am almost certain they they didn't actually curate this at all. And if they did, it clearly was <laughs> on the level of like, oh, we like milkshakes. How about a milkshake maker? And that doesn't make me feel like I need a milkshake maker. You know what I mean? They haven't made no, the case for me. <laughs> I haven't been convinced. I've seen much more uh, effective advertising in my day. It's called Instagram. (laughs) I also just don't understand why you would want to register on Amazon to be like, I guess I understand for certain things, but the way that Amazon is lately, it's just flooded with knockoffs and fakes and the quality is not consistent. Like, I feel like I would end up registering for dinner plates from a brand called like Ondel Sam, and they would turn out to be made of plastic. Like, that's yeah. kind of what Amazon is like right now. So why would so I want true. my wedding? My my wedding registry stuff is supposed to last forever. Yeah, I want to make sure the stuff is actually coming from the brand that I think I'm purchasing from. Yeah. And maybe that it's like a recognizable quality brand instead of yes. something that seems like the yes. name was generated in order to um, not match an existing brand through some sort of AI. You mean like this Dash Hot Popcorn Popper Maker, which is a normal name for a product? Yeah, that sounds like something I have a lot of confidence in. If a it's vetted by Gary popper Teresa, maker. Popcorn it's both- Popper Maker. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Amazon, please advertise on our show. We love you. Uh, on that note, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Golden Carpet. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, 
something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article, that lovely chair out on my deck, article, our big console, article, I'm my bed frame, article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back, and it's time to get back to our gal, Kathy, who is just out here interviewing some VIP guests like Gary's daughters, Jenny and Angie, who I, are in... I was very alarmed. I, okay. So, Badgley Mishka was the the costumer for mm. all of the, the outfits, which, great brand. Lots Love of beautiful Badgley. things. Yes. Yeah. Lots of beautiful dresses. These would not have been my choice for, for adult women. Yeah, that felt a little bit, like junior bridesmaid or like prom to me yeah i i thought I that know. the color was very pretty they all their the color was beautiful it was this like nice baby blue i think it flattered all of them but the gowns themselves have just so 
many ruffles, including, which I found to be deeply offensive, ruffles that are just on the side seam? Yeah. Why? I would find that irritating. Just taken those off completely. (laughs) They're very and it would really improve the dress. Pleated, frilly, strapless dresses. Lots of frills, lots of pleats. Yeah, I like I I can't even put my finger on exactly what bugged me about it, but the minute that they came on screen, I was sort of like, ah, like it's just maybe it was because there were two of them also. I was like, it just the fact is like so much, so much pleating and frills. Very frilly and bridesmaidy. I just imagine like being told this is my bridesmaid dress that I have to wear and being like, oh, okay. On national TV? On okay. national TV? Really? Okay. This one? Okay. They do look I mean, beautiful. They, they look beautiful. Everyone All, looks beautiful. Everyone looks gorgeous. I just was like, they could have done better by them. Yeah, I would have done family. a different dress. Um, but they have a lovely conversation with Kathy. This was Kathy at the peak before she gets a little slap happy. <laughs> Kathy says to Angie, I know you've been up all night crying because I'm not going to be your stepmother. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I gave it my best shot. And they both laugh and laugh. I actually laughed at that. Me too. Kathy and Susan really need their own show. Oh, Susan was the star of the show. We're going to get to Susan. I agree. We'll get to her. We also, God, bachelor weddings are so weird because the next person that Kathy interviews, and I use that term lightly it wasn't quite an interview is leslie yes leslie's there faith is there ellen is there all of these women who have fairly recently had their hearts just like stomped on by gary are at this wedding yeah and i have to say that leslie and faith to me am i just projecting they didn't seem that happy to be there like they're smiling I think they were happy to be at the before and after parts, like, with their friends. Like, they look really happy in all the photos that the women are posting. Because yeah, it seemed fair. like they got to just go to La Quinta and, like, have a vacation and yeah. hang out. And that maybe, seems delightful. Maybe Leslie just doesn't want to be on camera being told, we know you did not get the man of your dreams. You got this your heart so, broken by so Kathy. weird. Kathy's Oof. like, okay, Leslie, I'm sure you remember. You got your heart broken. You didn't get the man of your dreams. You were also recently in the hospital. Nice to see you. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Any comments on all of that? And Leslie says, well, you know, I'm really good friends with Teresa. I'm so happy for them. We, we love it. It's great. And then Ben Higgins interrupts them to say he's a huge fan. And I was like, like did- I'm a huge fan. This is, it seems I mean, very staged. It was very staged, but also I was like, did they just send Ben Higgins in with the mic to run interference on Kathy? Like, what's going on? (laughs) I wonder how much they're able to, like, produce in real time in these quick interviews to be like, oh, my God, this is going badly. This is going off the rails. She's she's (laughs) pointing out Leslie's heartbreak and subsequent health scare. Go send Ben in. Jesse then suggests that Ben has crashed the wedding, which is obviously not true. And then he says, literally anything could happen on live TV. And honestly, I don't think that's true. And this is the point where I was like, stop trying to convince me this is a thing I should want to watch. I don't understand why anyone would want to watch this unless they had to. 
which I did. I was just like, I want to see the wedding. Well, I think there is a certain element of like obligate, like not even obligation, but just you're like, oh, I've invested in this couple. I watched the whole season. I'm not going to just not watch the wedding, but it's not like I'm excited. I'm almost like, oh, now they've assigned me a wedding to watch. You know, (laughs) I would have been fine if they didn't do the wedding. I agree. But I also would have been happy to watch the wedding just in a more like compact (laughs) format. Tidy little package. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point where we do get to see Caitlin just exhibiting the most uh, relatable wedding guest behavior, which is just housing hors d'oeuvres as they are passed around. You got to grab those. That's me at every wedding. Oh, 100%. You figure yes. out where all of the cater waiters are coming yeah. from. You stand near that entrance and you just yeah. pick one off I don't of every play plate cool. that goes by. I chase them Me down. Either. I'm like, oh, do you have any more of those pigs in a blanket? Oh, you don't? Um, when's the new plate coming out? Yeah. I'll be right here. <laughs> I also find that the best food at weddings is often during the cocktail hour. Oh, yeah. Well, that's before. By the time you get to dinner, it's like people have been drinking. They just throw some troughs of food at you. you know? <laughs> exactly. The hors d'oeuvres is where the, the cater, catering companies really shine. So Charity and Kathy do some more golden carpet with the the live wedding special couples who are there, Molly and Jason and Tristan Ryan, reminisce about their live wedding specials. We obviously cannot mention uh, Ashley and JP. Yeah. Because they are now divorced. Oh, so sad. Um, But they then talk to Joey and Charity extends her well wishes for his bachelor season. I thought their rapport was actually really sweet. Charity and Joey. Like she even says, you know, the last time people saw us together was on AFR, but we've like spent time together. Like they just seem to have. Yeah. And we a actually really lovely... have seen them in like a TikTok that their group of friends did at like a bar, I think. Yeah. And people were like, I can't believe they're all hanging out. It's like, well, I think they, Joey's we'll maybe engaged to other. someone else by now. Yeah. Joey's <laughs> definitely fine. engaged to someone else. Like they can just both be like, we both did this crazy thing. Yeah. And- there's just mutual respect. And it is always really nice. I think something that can happen after a bachelorette season that has rarely happened after a bachelor season recently is that she was respectful enough of all of the men on the season that there's no bad blood. And then you can all just yeah. be like, we're friends. We went through this we're crazy friends. experience together. Yeah. Like, there is an element of me that that understands why all of these people can be in the same room. Because they're just like, what we went through was unnatural and weird. And there is yeah. a bond there. And also... With charity, when you're the lead, once you get down to those final few people, those are the people that you really know. They're the ones you've spent time with. So, like, there is a base of friendship there. Yeah. And I think Joey and Charity just both have really good vibes. And so it makes sense that they have good vibes together. Joey's also wearing a great deep green suit. He's so... I'm such a crush on him. I know. I can't believe it. I haven't had a crush on a bachelor in like a decade. Like ever. Like if, yeah, if ever. It's crazy. Um, So now that I'm flustered, uh, Kathy (laughs) jokes that she would make Joey her son-in-law if her daughter weren't married to a wonderful man. And Joey (laughs) is prepared for every comment like this for this evening. He says, I would be a lucky man if that were the case. Good job, Joey. (laughs) And then we cut again to a little pre-taped content. Gary and Teresa are driving to La Quinta together in a vintage convertible callback. 
And apparently this is from them planning the wedding with celebrity wedding planner Mindy Weiss. Mindy Weiss is also the one who did Sean and Catherine's wedding, which yeah. also, yeah, where, where were Sean and Catherine? Ooh. They had a very splashy Mindy Weiss That's live wedding right. special. I mean, I'm sure some people just like didn't feel like traveling right after the holidays, but. Yeah, I mean, I, pff, if they had a falling out with the franchise, it was extremely recent because yeah, no, I don't the think they did. Sean and Catherine fans around. No, yeah, it's probably just Mindy Weiss was probably like Teresa. What are you feeling? Grown sexy. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get a Teresa and Gary like catchphrase for their vision. For it's really just them, kind of like looking at some place, setting some floral arrangements and Teresa being like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, what do you love about it? Is it that it's grown? Is it that it's sexy? Are you going for like sensual elegance? Are you going for whimsical, you know, navel inspired? Like, what is your idea here? And she never really articulates her thesis no, of it, the wedding. It seems to just be floral, floral. with golden accents. Like, fair enough. My wedding was sort of similar, but no one was doing a live wedding special of my wedding planning. Exactly. So I felt like she could have There's a, a responsibility more. here. Okay. <laughs> but we do, we do get a reminder that, you know, Teresa's first wedding, she was like a teenager. Yeah. Before? And her fiance was going to, to, into to the military, Vietnam, to Vietnam, right? I think. So she only had two days notice before her wedding they got she said they got married in a basement she didn't she's never really had a proper wedding that is like carefully planned and also this is a very luxurious one because everything is sponsored yes yes this is not it's funny because her first wedding was not perceived as normal in the way that we talk about weddings now but it's actually probably more normal than the kind of wedding that she is now planning which is (laughs) yes uh extremely expensive Gary is a classic groom. He just wants Teresa to choose everything except the cake. But Teresa is like deeply touched by this, that he wants her to have everything. And I'm like, Teresa, this is like the most stereotypical male thing to be like, I don't know, just pick what you want. It's all about her. I do want to pick the cake. Like it better be chocolate with chocolate (laughs) frosting or something. (laughs) And... So after they have this moment with uh, Mindy Weiss, we head back to La Quinta in the golden carpet. It's time for us all to get a pep talk from (laughs) Natasha, who truly will take any opportunity to remind us that she is a life coach. Yeah. (laughs) She's selling her wares like so many, (laughs) so many people and companies involved in this special. She and Ellen are both in very beautiful burgundy velvet dresses. Yes. She, she looked fantastic. And she, Jesse mentions that she's a seating aficionado. She was the one who wanted chairs at the rose ceremonies, which I still strongly support. And she's like, yes, the seats here are very comfortable. They're great. Can't get to, can't wait to get my <laughs> She's like, they have those. cushions on them. <laughs> And then she looks right into the camera. She's like, what is this camera on me? Like, get a camera on me. She looks into the camera and she's like, all of you sitting on your butts at home, get out there, make it happen, get love in your life, find some. And I'm like, okay, I have no choice. I have to go out and find love. I'm sorry to my family. Um, but I've heard the clarion Natasha call of Natasha. You. She, listen, I do what she says. She is mother. 
<laughs> she is Mother God. I'm sorry. I've been watching cult documentaries. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yes, I, I found it very inspiring. And also I was like, wait, no, I can't do that. I have to stay here. I have um, to keep my butt right on this couch. <laughs> right on. This is my job, this Natasha. Is my job. <laughs> and after some more Golden Bachelorette check-ins with more ladies who are just so happy for and inspired by Gary and Teresa, we then go back to the wedding planning footage. Teresa and Gary are going dress and wedding band shopping, respectively. So Teresa's off to Badgley Meshka to shop for wedding dresses with her daughter, her daughter-in-law, her future stepdaughters, and with Kathy and Susan. I was like, why is Kathy there? Well, this is the thing that I think the wedding special, I don't know if they were trying doing this on purpose or if it just is an, a real reflection of reality. It seemed like they were very much like, she and Kathy are fine now. They're actually best friends. And I'm like, maybe yeah. they are best friends. I don't know. but Maybe. I mean, I think all of the women are actually on good terms and are all friends. I found it odd that they were like, Kathy's actually the closest one to Teresa. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Like, I, But I also know I that like, just... a lot can be changed in the editing. And I wonder if they yeah, gave Teresa true. a much more, um, a much different edit because the focus of her time on the show ended up being her romance with Gary and also the fact that that ruffled some feathers in the house rather than her, like, relationships with the other women in a more positive sense. Yeah, like, we learned after that she was also best friends with Leslie. Like, she told the New York Times that and Leslie echoed that. And I was like, oh, we really didn't see that much of that friendship. But yeah, I think you're right. Obviously, a lot can change in the edit. And also, I assume that, like, a lot of, drama that we see on these shows, the zip it thing was was not as big of a deal, probably, it to all of them as it felt. Because it was the only drama we got all season. Yeah. It's probably something they, like, moved past pretty I mean, quickly. even at the uh, Women Tell All, Kathy was yeah, like, Kathy yeah, was we've like, moved on. It's over. Yeah. Um, and it is I the kind of fight you can they, envision having with a friend. Yes, that's, that's actually very true. That's a good yeah. point. It's like you're you're spending so much time together that one of you just gets fucking annoyed with the other. Yeah. And then you move on because you actually like each other. Yeah. I also think that they just really wanted an opportunity for Teresa and Kathy to make a zip it joke. And they were like, what if Kathy came to the wedding dress shopping and then <laughs> Teresa comes out in a half zip dress and she says, Kathy, I need some help because I just can't zip it. They all laugh. And then Kathy says, today I would be happy to zip it for (laughs) Teresa. (laughs) It's a cute moment, but very staged. Yeah. No, that is like the weird thing about a live show like this is that they're able to kind of, and they're, I think, nervous that they won't have good content because it all has to be live and there's no really clear way to fill that time and with stakes and like entertainment so they want things to be scripted enough that they can guarantee there will be like some jokes and excitement but then it ends up feeling really awkward that something is supposed to be both live and spontaneous and also it's clearly scripted so this is one of those moments but it was uh listen they they made it happen they really did Gary is picking out a wedding band with Neil Lane and, like, the display of rings that Neil has for Gary to choose from. Oh, my God. Wild. 
<laughs> There's one with like a giant round green emerald embedded in it. I was like, please, Gary, pick the one with the giant <laughs> green stone. I beg of you. But no, he picked he one did that not. has meteorite embedded in it. And I have to say, Gary is the guy that like K jeweler ads are directed at because Neil Lane pulls <laughs> out this ring. He's like, the texture in this is actually meteorite. And I think it would be so meaningful because you and Teresa, like your love is written in the stars. And Gary was like, yes, that's Gary's the like, one wow, because our yes. love is Oh my God. It's perfect. You Thank can, you. You can just see him it's like so next, meaningful. Next anniversary, he's going to be watching TV. He's going to be like an open heart because our hearts are open to each other. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's what's going to be in the little velvet box. Oh God, <laughs> I feel like Teresa has far more discerning taste than Gary, so yeah. she's going to have to give him some guidance on presents. I think. Yeah, maybe she. Teresa listen. likes nice things and has good style. <laughs> She'll be like, Gary, I don't need a present. Just no presents, but your presents. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. At one point during this, I forget which which like pre-tape segment, but Teresa is wearing an incredible outfit, like a gray, gray sweater with black leather trousers. Yeah, she really always good. has very great outfit. Fashion forward outfits on. Um, after the shopping, they get a coffee with Susan and just reminisce about the wonderful relationships they all have from the show and how Susan once comforted Gary during a tough rose ceremony by like patting her heart as she looked at him and how much that comforted him, which I actually made me very um, choked up because it was so sweet. It was really sweet. I love Susan so <laughs> She's much. She's amazing. And Gary says, you know, we all have this amazing bond from the show. People don't understand that we're really all like family. And then they ask Susan to be their officiant, which she Great is move. an officiant. And she, yeah, who could be better? If I knew Susan, I, I know. would have asked her to be my officiant. Same. She's fantastic. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the rest of the golden wedding. Can you keep up? I like Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we are back. And it's time. (laughs) It's time for our Brayden segment. Oh, my God. It's time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay. So, Brayden (laughs) is... I'm emotionally preparing. (laughs) Brayden is on the golden carpet. Wearing giant peacock feather dreamcatcher earrings, which, as much as I appreciate his style choices, I'm like dreamcatchers. Like I know not? I had the same thought. Ugh. I was like, I I even can appreciate the the two tiered. And at first, I actually couldn't tell what the thing above the peacock feather was. And then I was like, Oh God, it's a dreamcatcher, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very like urban Braden. outfitters, like offensive cultural appropriation style earrings but you know Brayden (laughs) Brayden likes to push the envelope I wasn't mad at the peacock feather because it did coordinate nicely with his green suit I'm like green green suits in for men yeah we got Joey we got Brayden and with Christina his new girlfriend Christina Mandrell who was on Zach's season she was like an early season villain and also got the first one-on-one date and ended up going home pretty early Brayden and Christina, of course, started dating after he was on Bachelor in Paradise. They are now very hot and heavy, and they are together on the golden carpet. She is in, like, a very early aughts core dress. It's sort of I in did, a similar— I did not I hated like it. This. I hated this I don't like so early aughts fashion. I'm really mad it's that it's horrible. Back. It's horrible, and we lived through it, and it was awful then, and I don't want it again. Yeah. And I— this. This dress also, it had really odd color blocking. I just didn't. It was like, like Christina, sort of a Christina's tie, gorgeous. modeled or tie-dye yeah. effect with and similar I colors, hated it. color palette to what Brayden was wearing. Honestly, it, like I felt like if I crossed my eyes a little bit and my vision went blurry, it was like looking at an old red carpet photo of like Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera or something. It was bad. It was very bad. And I'm upset that this 
stuff has come back around. Me too. Because it's not good. They're going to look back and feel how we felt. I be like, why did I do this? I agree. And that's a lesson that they have to learn for themselves. They talk about their relationship. Brayden says that she slid in his DMs. They started FaceTiming every night for hours. I respect that. Go, Christina. And he made a tenacious D reference in one of their conversations. my God. Also, I was dead that Brayden thinks this is such like an alternative thing to be into that he turns to Jesse and he's like, have you heard of Tenacious D? And yeah, Jesse's like, fucking yeah. heard of Tenacious D, man. Like, I was like, is this because Brayden's 24? He yeah. thinks like Tenacious D is like this vintage thing to be into. Jesse's like, yeah, man, I know Tenacious D. It's like literally the band of a famous celebrity. Yeah, like that is Jack Black's band. Like I am not a music person. And I know that. And I went to music festivals in like middle school and early high school that literally Tenacious D played at, at like all rock festivals. Like that, they were, they were on the circuit. Yeah. No, they're out there. (laughs) And Christina noted the reference and he was so impressed, but he was also like, what do you even know about Tenacious D? And she's like, I know I have tickets to a show next week. (laughs) That honestly, that is kind of shocking to me. (laughs) I know. That part was shot. I was like, Tenacious D is touring right now. Like, yeah, I had I had no idea. I okay. guess I'm not up on my Tenacious D news. We would never have made it with Brayden because this no, is what really sells him on Christina. Jesse, you know, jokes with them about their shared earring collection. And then he asks, what's next for the two of them? And what's next is that Brayden is moving to Tennessee. And he has something else planned as well. And then he hands both of their mics to Jesse. And yet we can hear them perfectly, almost as if they don't need those mics at all. And maybe they're mic'd. I don't know what's happening. But I think we have a clip of what he has to say. From the moment that you, from the moment that you picked me up in the airport with your crazy-ass bros and your fake design, dis- disguise, um, I just knew that there was something special and there was something different. And then I got to spend time with you and I got to spend time with Blakely. I got to spend time and show you and introduce you to my family. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I found someone that I can be myself with unapologetically. Um, and I have no doubts that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And like Gary said, it's like, you know, we have such little time. And Teresa, they, I mean, they're, they're the biggest inspiration. But I just, I know that I want to spend the rest of my days with you. And so, Christina Mandrell... <laughs> He proposes. I was shaking. I was screaming at the television like, no, no, what? No, no, no. At a wedding? I mean, look, obviously this is not just a wedding. It is a TV special. Obviously, Gary and Teresa knew this was going to happen. And in fact, after the commercial break, Jesse clarifies that he called them to ask for permission, anticipating, I think, that people were going to be like, I can't believe he proposed at a wedding. It's like, don't worry, they cleared it. Production is so desperate to have a success story that's even tangentially because of Bachelor in Paradise 9. And then Jesse says, wow, congratulations. And what a Neil Lane sparkler. And I was like, okay, so it's another ad. Like... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Brayden was like, I will do that. Like, free ring? Yes, we'll take it. It's, we'll take the free uh, ring. I was like, how long have these two been together? I guess a long time in Bachelor world. I mean, 
but no, because they've been long distance. You know, it's not like they've been on the beaches True. of paradise. Which is, by the way, still an insane time frame to get engaged in. Look at what happened to every couple that got engaged this season. Yeah, I was like, you don't have to do this. That's actually the benefit of getting together outside of the show. They are very much the kind of people, though, who I think the show is made for. They're, like, spontaneous. They, Mm -hmm. like, risky, like you know, adrenaline pumping sort of moves. And they never really got to explore that to the fullest on the show because they didn't, you know, make it as far. They do as seem they really wanted. cute together. Like I think these two are a good match. I was just like, what why? Here's and also <sighs> okay. Also if I was Christina, I'd be annoyed because it's such a rushed moment. It's not about them because they're at someone else's wedding. Yeah. It's just like her daughter is not there. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, honestly, I probably wouldn't feel the need for my child to be there when I got engaged, but I would want it to be personal. I guess everyone's different. That's true. That's I true. Wonder I just, how I just, she I felt. guess I she just thought of annoyed, that. But I also was like, is she just playing up that like a certain like role in this? Because I think she was like, surprise I mean she something that I did enjoy is that she says is this why we got our nails done and I was like obviously they get manicures together I love this yeah I mean even then I was like I I don't know I don't know if I believe that she didn't know oh you think she knew maybe I mean the show does have a history of like pushing guys to surprise yeah that's why that's why she doesn't need to know for them to do this so i guess it would make sense for them to not involve her right i kind of think she didn't know yeah yeah um i just i don't know as this moment unfolded looking what they were wearing like the vibe of the whole interaction my god the way like like it was just like sort of a tacky move but like they're having fun, right? They're they're fun, they're carefree, they're wild. And I was like, wow, I really feel like I'm looking at a wildest red carpet moments of the early aught slideshow. Like, remember when this like crazy couple got engaged on the red carpet? Did you even remember they they were together at all? Like, that's the thing that gives me a bad, bad vibe. I'm like, this is not the kind of thing that ends well oh to God, me. Like this to me ends. Percent either very soon or very badly. (laughs) I hope I'm wrong. I think they are well-matched in a certain way, but I almost wonder if they're so much crazy in one couple. Like, they're both just very out there people. I guess we will see when Brayden moves to Nashville. Yeah, I wish them the best. I I think they both, you know, came off very badly on their, their seasons, but I think they are... That, I don't think that means they're bad people. And I think that I, I enjoy that they're both chaotic in this way that Same. is great to have on the show. But I'm like, that's a lot of chaos in one in one home. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I boy. wish them the best. Yeah. This this entire special was extreme chaos. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to another pre-taped segment. Oh, God. This time, it's Teresa's bachelorette party conveniently attended only by Susan, Sandra, Ellen, and Faith. Yeah. Not none of her like sisters. None of her actual friends, friends. or family. Um also I mean these are her Kathy actual friends. Kathy isn't but... here for this one. 
Yeah, Kathy's only there for wedding dress shopping and not for the bachelorette party. I lo- oh. It's just like so and transparent. And Leslie's not there. Yeah, I'm like, who's... I? Mm-hmm. It's like these were the women who were able to fly in in time to tape this segment because it's clearly being taped at La Quinta. Like, they all got there early. Yeah. <laughs> Susan sits down as they all come in and opens her mouth and utters the most chilling statement. <laughs> it's like that moment where you you turn to your partner who you thought was like the last person who had not been bitten by a zombie. (laughs) And there's something different about their face. And you're like, Oh my God. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. You too. (laughs) She says, Teresa, we bought you something and we're very excited for you to have it. It's from your Amazon wedding (laughs) registry. I was like, ah, jump scare. No. (laughs) Teresa unwraps the box and obviously it is an Amazon delivery box. Which to me is just like when you're really last minute doing your holiday present wrapping and then your child like opens it and you're like, yeah, I didn't take it out of the delivery box. (laughs) It's not a good look. Uh, And inside this Amazon delivery box are champagne flutes. So Faith toasts to everything working out just the way it should. They're really doing a lot to be like, Faith is fine. Ellen is fine. Leslie is fine. Everyone's fine. So get off our backs. Teresa has planned something so fun for the ladies. Boudoir sessions with a photographer because she was so empowered by stepping out in her birthday suit. Which I'm like kind of over this, honestly. I'm like, Teresa, you are wearing a dress. And you you got to choose to wear that dress. Like, it it wasn't, you weren't This naked. made me feel so mixed because on the one hand, like, it was cool to see these women being given the space to be, like, sexy and, and own that. And all of the photos were really beautiful. Like, they clearly hired a great photographer and gave them a lot of options for, you know, outfits to, to wear. And at the same time, I was like, you can't spring this on people. Like, yeah. it's on national TV. What if they don't want to do this? Like, Ellen I seem like she wanted to run. I mean, that is what the I show related does. to Ellen. I related to Ellen so deeply where she just starts to look a little green and she's like, oh my God, oh my yeah. God. Like, n- normally a boudoir shoot is something that you do just you and the photographer. Like, it's an intimate right. I didn't think of it as a friend thing. I, I do think this is something the show would usually do as, like, a group date. Yeah. Which is some a kind of group date that I already sort of hate. But there is something, too, about them all thinking they were safe from, like, we were beyond that point in well, the show. Exactly. And then it's like, surprise. <laughs> At this bachelorette party, you'll all be wearing bikinis and riding on tractors through the city. <laughs> like, come on. So they do Teresa all also get into is just it. like, well, I wanted to do this. Right. That's the thing. She's like, I feel empowered by this. I actually look, they all look gorgeous. And the photos, again, are really nice. And I am torn because, yeah, it's great to, to, you know, we can all be sexy at any age and et cetera. But also I'm sort of like, when when do women get to be free from like having so much of our like our empowerment and our personality and our value being located in how sexy we are. Yeah. Like, I was just a little bit like, now the whole, like, them, so much of rest. the show is, is about them being sexy. <laughs> let them, let them have a break. 
I don't know. I was torn about it. Maybe I would feel differently if I were in my 70s and I have a different perspective on it as a 30-something woman. So the women have fun with their shoots. Uh, Teresa taking hers is like, Gary's going to explode when he sees these photos. And I was like, guys, I don't. Okay, I don't need to hear this. Did we need the word explode in there? (laughs) Uh, Sandra says she's going to pretend the photographer is Denzel. She's like, I have many excited thoughts on my mind about Denzel. Would you like to hear them? And then she shares them, that they're all bleeped. She's taking pictures with like a pole and she's like, that is his bleep I'm rubbing. (laughs) Thank you, Let your imagination wander. (laughs) After this, Susan proposes a game of Never Have I Ever and says she's never had a lap dance and in come four Chippendales to dance for them on cue. I did. I was like, Susan, you nailed this. (laughs) This cue. This... (laughs) It was perfect. Uh, it was also amazing that they got it in the moment from one of the Chippendales, which I was like, I really feel like if it were women dancers, they would not bother to ask them what they thought about the men. But I appreciated <laughs> hearing from one of the Chippendales. He was like, this is the best group of 70-year-olds I've ever met. They're having fun. One of them played my butt like a drum. Everyone's having a great time. Faith made me laugh so hard. She like turns the camera. She's like, you know, rock hard abs, tight butt. And then she pauses and says, I sound like a predator, don't I? I was like, thank you for your (laughs) self-awareness. I I actually laughed out loud. It is this weird thing where like the show is constantly sexualizing women. And yet at the same time, when they are, when they do decide to reverse the gender roles in that way, they feel this lack of inhibition about it because it's like it's unexpected to be like oh yeah we can just have strippers come dance for Teresa and her friends and they can like touch their abs and then they have to like come back around and be like this is a little weird it's kind of weird yeah it's a little weird um they're trying to like they're like is it weird that we're doing this no it's fine it's a little weird that's fine (laughs) Teresa's like, I get to touch abs because Gary dated 22 of my friends and it's fine. (laughs) Back at the venue, Sandra's there with her date, Shylon, a bearded Chippendale in a jacket and tie, but no shirt. She also introduces his six abs. Women can also objectify men. And that is is the message of the show. This is true (laughs) equality. Susan's gifting line is repurposed into another actual ad spot with the QR code. I know. Yeah. It's now an hour into the show. It's finally maybe almost time for the actual wedding to start. At this point, I was really fading. I was like, guys, we got to get to the wedding. Yeah. We, like, I, I didn't need any of this. I want the wedding. Yeah. And we're still kind of doing, like, hijinks, like, Kathy pretending that she's stealing Dotton from charity and Jesse being like, that's live TV. For, like, every 15 minutes, he's got to be like, live TV, am I right? And I'm like, if it were that interesting, you wouldn't have to say that. And Did you notice that Faith is clearly annoyed by the way that they edited her uh, talking about yes. her land and her dead horse that is buried on her land. Yeah. Ka- Kathy makes a joke. She's like, so 
you said you didn't want to move, but like, would you move for the right guy? And Faith is like, yes, I would move tomorrow. Also, it's not really what I said. It's not exactly how I, it's not really what I said. Yeah. I was like, oh, so they edited it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I do think that like, there is a weird thing that starts to emerge in this show that is like, the women being like, to not being single next year, like, move for a man, I do it tomorrow, where it starts to become almost this, like, very... I think because the show feels so boundary-breaking in a lot of ways, it's almost, like, surprising at times to see, like, oh, we're just falling into the the actually very uh, conventional idea that these women can't be single in order yeah, to be happy. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, they all actually seem to be fabulous and living really cool lives and also now get all of these fun opportunities like seems great yeah and I I want them to find love if they want that but it becomes this sort of like let's all have boyfriends soon sort of thing yes it actually kind of bothered me that Kathy kept saying like to to not being single like we have to get out of this stage and it's like well but what if this stage is also worthwhile and like yeah eh, I don't know it was a little yeah felt mixed about it. So we then look back at the night before Gary and Teresa's wedding. Yeah. Call back to that cold open. Yeah. It's basically that scene. Teresa says she would marry him in a basement. And then we have a couple in the moments from them. Teresa says that that night she won't just have Gary on her mind, but Billy. Before he died, he asked her if she would get married again. And she says, Billy, I'm getting married again. She thinks he would be so happy. Gary says in his that he's putting away things from the past and looking to the future. So I don't think he got the memo on how the direction they were going in those in the moments. <laughs> Tony, uh, never heard of her. Um, <laughs> and then they just keep making out and talking about how lucky they are. And then it, it's finally beginning. Gary is walking down the aisle to where Susan is standing. The grandkids walk down the aisle, including uh, one of them is the ring bearer. Gary's daughters, Teresa's daughter, and I believe her daughter-in-law. Yes. And then, commercial break. I was screaming at this point. I was like, no, 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 no more fucking breaks. I want to see the thing. (laughs) And finally, blessedly, we come back, and it's time for the real star of the night to have her moment. And that, of course, is Susan. Susan. Just incredible. An absolute star. I believe we have a clip of some of what she says to kick off the wedding ceremony. For those of you who don't know me, I just don't know why. I mean, <laughs> I'm Susan, the shy, quiet one on the show. <laughs> Teresa and I met when she walked through the bachelor mansion door in her birthday suit. Gary and I met when I stepped out of the limo screaming, Gary, I'm gonna marry you. (laughs) Turns out I was right. (laughs) So good. Uh, She really rises to this moment. I I was riveted. She then says that if someone had told her five years ago she would be officiating the first ever Golden Bachelor wedding and he wasn't picking her, she would have said, yeah, sounds about right. It was so good. It was the perfect mix of sweet, self-deprecating, establishing her relationship to the couple. Like, these are actually the things that you want from a wedding officiant. Like, making some jokes, lightening the mood, 
positioning who they are to this couple. And then also being earnest, which she then does next. And she talks about watching Gary and Teresa fall deeply in love and how great they are for each other. She talks about how fate brought them together to be on The Golden Bachelor. She's like, 33,000 people and the two of you were selected. It was just, yeah, it was very sweet. It is very interesting. As you were saying that, I was thinking about how weddings today, like for a lot of us, are not religious. And what's kind of replaced that is the sense of almost putting on a show. Like, yeah. Where you're you're putting on like a little like almost like a skit about your relationship for your friends because like when I used to go to weddings they like cat they would be like Catholic weddings it would just be a mass and then there would be vows you know it wasn't really entertaining right, if you're doing and it would secular, be really long <laughs> oh luckily yeah. Jew- traditional Jewish weddings real snappy yeah, one and of I've the best been to a couple of those Judaism. as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they're definitely shorter than the Catholic ones. But yeah, this the sort of more secularized wedding, even if there is a religious component today, there is much more of a sense that's like you and your officiant should like give us something to entertain us while we're sitting here watching you get married. And even more so, right, when she's actually starring on a TV show about a wedding. And so she really is perfect for for that role. Um, but it just made perfect. me think about like, yeah, the changing nature of, of what a yeah. wedding officiant is. It's a good point. Susan then introduces Gary's daughters to share some thoughts. Like, basically, I guess they just wanted to show the wedding toast. So they do them in lieu of, like, a reading during yeah. the ceremony. They both talk about their their dad and what a good person he is and how much they wanted him to be happy. They thank Teresa and say how much she loves their dad, how excited they are for her to join the family. By now, Gary and Teresa are both weeping. Oh, and yeah. then Teresa's daughter, Jen, comes up and says... This feels surreal, but also like fate. She knows Tony and her dad are also supporting this, just like the rest of their families. Sweet. And she asks Gary to take care of her best friend since birth, and she tells her Aww. mom to put him first. Everyone is crying even harder now. It's really sweet to see the daughters. Yeah. I found it very emotional to watch Jen this episode. Me too. As someone who, like, shares an experience with me of having lost a parent, but also who had some experiences that I didn't have around weddings. Her mom was very involved in her wedding, and now she gets to be involved Mm. in her mom's wedding. And the nature of that relationship is just different than I have with my dad. Um, And so it was very, yeah, it was very sweet and affecting to me to watch it. No. And now, Yeah, I know. I love the, I love the kids. And now it's time for them to read their vows. Oh my God, what a block of text I have written here. And it's not <laughs> really everything. transcribed. I, I left out a lot of Teresa's jokes. So sorry to Teresa. There are a lot of jokes in her vows. Um, and she tells Gary she was open to meeting the man of her dreams on the show, but she never expected it to happen. She says that when they met, she started to have a feeling like she'd known him all her life. And she pulled him in for a kiss as if to say, goodbye, darling. I'll see you later when you get home. She says she always thought that we should all have, like, a soundtrack playing throughout our lives, and then their first date ended in a flash mob. And at that moment, she started to believe there could be something between them. And she witnessed him being the most wonderful, kind, sensitive human being, a man of honor and integrity, Leslie. (laughs) She grew to love him. They have so much fun together. They laugh until they cry. I've been told to zip it several times. She promises to be as calm in the storm, comfort him when he's sad, et cetera, et cetera. 
and enjoy the rest of the time they have left on this earth, which could be another hour. (laughs) Always true. And then Gary, my God, Gary, I had to abridge his even more because they were so long and so emotional and so florid and sentimental. He says that he knows the hand of God and the winds of fate have ordained this moment. He learned... I was like, whoa, intense start, Gare. <laughs> he learned on their journey that she's the woman he can't live without. He learned she makes him calm with the touch of her hand. She's strong and independent. She makes him a better man with her sensitivity and soft voice. <laughs> he promises that if she's his partner in life, he'll make her the happiest woman on earth. He'll choose her every day as the one he loves and never take her heart for granted. He'll shout the I love yous by day and whisper them at night. He'll make her comforted at difficult times and abundantly joyful in great times. He promises to keep track of her reading glasses. He says that it wasn't his ear she whispered her I love yous in, but his soul. It wasn't his How lips. How is that? He wasn't his lips she kissed <laughs> to lick off the cupcake frosting, but his soul. soul. Do you, how do you <laughs> how do you kiss a soul? I have questions. I just have to say that uh, for a moment I thought that sentence was headed in another direction. Um, <laughs> she's the love. He's like, you know, the thing I nicknamed my soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just kidding. She's the love that came silently and without warning. I feel like there actually was a lot of warning because he was on a TV show. Yeah, she was, like, the first person he went on a date with. But I think that this... But it was very sweet. Yeah, I think he's just getting poetical, you know? Yeah. Also, towards the end of this, they do something that I found to be so obnoxious, which is that they just zoom right in on Leslie and, like, linger there as he's telling Teresa she's, like, the one. It's just... I was like, you didn't need to do that to her. Yeah. Like, leave her alone. Just let her be there. She's already there. She showed up for you. Like, stop. Yeah, it was sad. Um, Because so much of his vows, and I don't want to, you know, read this in a negative way at this point. Like, they have their own relationship. It's been a long time since the other ones ended. It's very common to say something like, I'll choose you every day. But the show just can't let go of the fact that, like, that's a very painful thing for for Leslie to hear and that makes it hard to to watch. Grandson Henry brings up the rings. They all struggle to remove them from the cushion. As he leaves, Teresa's like, great job. I love you. <laughs> Such a grandma. <laughs> <It's really> cute. <laughs> they finally get the rings untied and Susan leads them in exchanging the rings and the vows. She pronounces them husband and wife. Teresa like cries out in ecstasy. and they kiss and embrace and they're married they walk back down the aisle tear stained they seem a little befuddled like they've just had this really intense emotional experience and now they're like walking back down the aisle forever changed they're like how did we get here and the cameras are still rolling because it is time for the reception i not really, but okay. Yeah, it's like, don't worry, you're invited to like, the reception this time. And I wrote, God, please release me. <laughs> also, I was like, there are six minutes left yeah, in there this wasn't broadcast. A, I didn't realize how little time there was left because I was watching a little bit delayed anyway. And I was like, oh my God, how much reception do I have to watch? Not much. Not a lot. Really not a lot. At the reception, Jesse is on the mic with Joey because that's 
the traditional beginning of any reception is you're like, I need to talk with this other guy about how he's going to find love. Yeah. Well, this is a bachelor <laughs> wedding and they're always looking to the next thing. Uh, they're we like, how lucky a- would you be if you were the next bachelor to get married? And he's like, I sure would be a lucky guy if that were the case. And I'm like, Joey, you have that sentence written on your hand, don't you? Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to keep saying, yep, I'm so lucky. <laughs> Kathy interviews Zach and Katie, who she introduces as one of Bachelor Nation's <laughs> favorite couples. And you and I both noted this as like, that's generous, Kathy. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would describe them as one of their remaining couples. Yeah, they are still together. And we love that. They're one of my top 15 favorite Bachelor <laughs> Nation couples currently together. Katie um, does look stunning. Stunning. I, love I loved her dress and I loved her. I love her darker hair. Yeah, she looks fantastic. It's really nice. Zach is also there. Kathy makes a confusing comment about how Katie is allergic to cats and so she's going to give them kittens as a wedding gift. I'm I like, didn't it's time get to this. cut Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Kathy, you're done. I'm going to send you into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> like, I feel like this was Katie like. Katie looks deeply confused. <laughs> She's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's something here that if extensively workshopped could become a joke, but it's just like, you're allergic it's to cats, there. right? I'm going to give you cats. <laughs> like, that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a threat. <laughs> Physical assault. It literally is. And she's <gasps> like, kittens. So many kittens. <laughs> Katie's like, okay. <laughs> Why would you say that to me? Dotton then wanders over and is like, oh, while I'm here, Charity and I are getting married in the fall of 2025. I was like, are they getting married in New York City? Because that is the kind of lead time you need on a venue. Oh, yeah. No, you gotta. (laughs) I definitely took a year and a half at least to plan my wedding. I guess that means they set a date. Sometimes bachelor couples will do this thing where they like set a season and then they don't actually set a date or start. And then they reserve the right to like break up by then and no one will remember. It just seems like a kind of, at this point, it starts to seem like a fake piece of like exclusive news you can drop because so many bachelor couples will be like, oh yeah, we're getting married next spring. And then they just don't get married next spring. (laughs) And it's like, were they ever planning a wedding? And then it's time for dancing. Ben and Leslie, flanked by Michelle and Caitlin, kick off the dancing to, of course, Lil Boothang. Obviously, there are two songs, two songs in (laughs) Golden Bachelor, and we get both of those songs. Yeah. The other one is Don't Stop Believin', and we're going to hear it (laughs) soon. We check in with Kathy about the bouquet toss. She is determined to catch it, of course, because as we know, she will not be single for another calendar year. She refuses. (laughs) But first, of course, Jesse has to introduce for the first time as husband and wife, Gary and Teresa, because we can't have a bouquet toss without the bride. And they enter and immediately are like, time to toss the bouquet. Jesse's like, they actually want to break with tradition and toss the bouquet now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's why they're doing it now in the last 90 seconds before their time slot ends. This, I was like, did we need, we didn't need this at all. They were like, no, single women, they're Ugh, desperate. This was so demoralizing. In case demoralizing. you've forgotten. Yeah, I hate like, what this. A place they were like, to all end. the single ladies, like, go on the dance floor. I haven't experienced a bouquet toss in years. Me and either. I remember them being horrifying uh, at the time when everyone's like, yeah, get out there. And you're like, I wish not to. Yeah. And they're like, now fight over it. 
And that's what I, they do. That's what they do. I They literally tear the bouquet to shreds. Like, they're like... I hated it. Joan got some of it. Kathy got some roses. Like, four Anna women end up, like, completely... They just, like, rip the bouquet open. And I'm like, this is a really degrading way to end this I was mad show. that this was the end. I was yeah. like, really? And our friend Jordan had predicted Ooh, that yes. perhaps... They were going to use the bouquet toss to announce Leslie's reign as next Golden Bachelorette. And I was like, ooh, interesting. No, it was more degrading than that because yeah. they served zero narrative purpose. It See, was that's just something like, I could have gotten behind if it was same. just Teresa like tossing the bouquet to her and being like, oh, how convenient it's because it turns out she's actually about to. Exactly. I would have been fine with that. But no. Also, like, how dare you drag Leslie to this thing and not announce her as Golden Bachelorette? I'm angry. Me too. I, I'm i honestly... I, I do think that it's going to be hard for them to ever do Golden Bachelorette because the quality of men who are single at, in this age group I know. just doesn't compare. I, I do wonder if they're... I do wonder if they're waiting until they know they have a decent yeah. number of men applying to, like, make any announcements i just feel and the incentives are weird like you're gonna get maybe guys who want to be famous because i think it's easy i know i'm actually worried to date in a lot of ways there are a lot more oh 100 women there's also a lot of single older men who are like well now i date a woman 20 to 30 years younger than me right that's my right and that makes the dating pool even more skewed yeah i just hated i hated having it end on this note i thought the show tried throughout most of its run to show these women as like having full these people. rich full lives that were not dependent on having a partner and they can still it's want just, love and that's totally valid but like it's, it ended on this note of like they're desperate fighting over the right to have a man and ugh, return to form for the show there yeah, is somewhere a really funny photo of me during a bouquet toss at, like, Greg's cousin's wedding. And they, like, shoved me out on the dance floor. And I'm sort of standing, like, three feet away from all the other women, kind of looking up without my arms up as the Wait, why were you tossed. there? Oh, because you and Greg weren't married yet? No, yeah. This was years and years ago. We had been dating for, like, a year, maybe. Yeah, I also love that in, in the bouquet toss lore, it's like, you're single if you're not married. Well, you well because the bouquet is like, who's going to get married next? Like, right. he hasn't pr- put a ring on it, right? <sighs> Don't you I want that it. proposal, girl? <laughs> I literally hate it so much. <laughs> and then Don't Stop Believing blah, plays. Blah. Gary's okay. like, my whole new outlook on life because of the show is Don't Stop Believing. Cover band starts to play. The cover band made me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, they were. The like, singer was doing like a lot of really odd, like convulsive dance moves. Yeah, like, he is was, he having a stroke? He like, wanted what's to make happening? sure people noticed. And then he's like doing a thing where he jumps off the stage and he's like, "Gary, catch me!" And I'm like, "Okay, um, do less, man. <laughs> do less." And then Jesse, speaking of do less, ends by saying that he needs to leave because he's about to be a dad. Emily, I'm coming. And I'm like, she did I not just personally don't believe that she just went into labor. Zero. Zero percent. <laughs> On that note, this brings us to the sputtering end of the golden <laughs> wedding. We did live through all of this. I wish <sighs> Gary, truly wish Gary and Teresa the best. I wish all of these women the best. I still adore all of them. But this was a mixed bag. 
should we do some love to see it, hate to see it? I think we should. I have a lot to say. Let's start with love to see it. First, we love to see the return to La Quinta. This resort truly is so important to Bachelor history. Every major event needs to include a nod to La Quinta. This is hallowed ground. Oh, yeah. Second only to, like, the actual Bachelor Mansion, I think. True. Uh, Kathy, I loved having Kathy on the red carpet. It didn't, like, there There were some bad moments, but I think you have to take that risk if you're going to have someone with Kathy's sort of raw authenticity and lack of media polish as a red carpet correspondent. And I think it was worth it. She was very chaotic. She got some good bits off. And it contrasted well with Charity and her very expert hosting poise, which I also really enjoyed. I thought they were a great team. Totally agree. We loved to see Kathy and Teresa joking about the zip it moment and seemingly being really close friends after all of that drama. We just always love the friendship between these women. That to me is like the true enduring love story. And I'm glad we got some of that in this special. Yeah, this special made me feel so much more the friendships that they made on the show and what a big part of it was, what what a big part of the experience it was for all of them. And so that was a nice thing to come out of this. I also love to see some very honest and beautiful reflections from the adult children about how it feels to still be grieving their late parent while also being happy to see their living parent find a new partner and to welcome them into the family and just the the really difficult blend of emotions that that brings up. And I thought they all handled it with a lot of honesty and goodwill. And it was really lovely to see. I personally love to see Caitlin housing appetizers in the background during cocktail hour. <laughs> just a gal after my own heart. Yes. I also loved Sandra's X-rated Denzel fantasies. Like, what on earth? I was not anticipating that. And that's... That's where Sandra always comes in. She always does that step beyond what you think she's going to do. She takes it there. That's why we love her. We also, of course, loved to see Susan's expert-level officiating. I mean, just give this woman a permanent contract for bachelor weddings, along with her own show or podcast or, like, whatever she wants. Just keep her around. Yes. I, I was obsessed. I also did love to see Gary and Teresa's genuinely sweet and moving vows to each other. I love weddings. I love love. As much as I was annoyed to have to watch this two-hour-long wedding special, I can't deny that I love weddings. And I was happy to see how they looked at each other and how they spoke about each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gary, I always love to see how the couple looks at each other when there's the walk down the aisle and we got like some really beautiful shots yeah of Gary tearing up seeing Teresa and also vice versa and it was very sweet moving on to hate to see it (laughs) no surprise there's a lengthy list mostly we hated to see that this was two hours did we need two whole hours we did not this should have been a one hour special a people spread an email I don't know not two hours (laughs) I agree. I also hated to see the extremely overt Amazon product placement. I mean, at least try to make it either more subtle 
or less subtle. Like it was in the uncanny valley. You either have to weave it in so that I genuinely can't even notice, just put an Amazon box on every table in the background, or you have to be like, this show is brought to you by Amazon. And that's it, because this was unsettling. Deeply dystopian. We also, frankly, I'm sorry, hated to see Brayden and Christina getting engaged on the golden carpet of the golden wedding. I like these two together. I hope that they have a very happy future relationship. But, like, there's a reason that this kind of thing is a faux pas. You don't get engaged at someone else's wedding. The moment felt very weird and rushed and also, yeah, like Neil Lane's spawn con. Uh, no. Yeah. I I guess production really wanted a new relationship since all of their Desperate. Paradise season nine engagements fell apart. They wanted an exciting, you had to be there live to see it moment. I understand that, but it left a bad taste in my mouth. And yeah, it really just like makes the relationship seem train wrecky to me like they're just on the upswing of something that's about to have a bad downswing I hope that's not the case I also hated to see them zooming in on Leslie as you mentioned Emma during an extremely intense part of Gary's vows like just keep the camera on the couple you guys like it feels like let her fucking live be a prop yeah I also personally really hated the side ruffle on the bridesmaid dresses just delete it okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we also hated to see that they did not make Leslie the golden bachelorette yet. How dare they? This is cr- crimes against humanity, okay? That's what we want to see. I've discussed at length the reasons why I think it will never happen, but I'm also mad that they're not making it happen. <laughs> Just, they need to give her something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or give her, like, a beautiful retirement house or something. Like, I, yeah. uh, Just I don't Just some know. cash. That Just would be give her money. Too. Like, they yeah. need, they owe her something. <laughs> And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Claire Fallon, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word about Love to See It to all of your friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week with a long awaited news and gossip episode. Stitcher. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. 
You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.